Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is WTIC Pet Talk. Today, Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital takes your pet health questions. Whether you have a dog, cat, or hamster, this is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Good afternoon. I think I said this two weeks ago when I was here. That if it's a Saturday afternoon, it's probably raining. This is really getting monotonous. This is Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. We're here to um, for the next hour for the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. Uh, we're going to try to bring a little brightness. Not, I'm not going to say sunshine because that's going to be impossible, but a little brightness in terms of intellect, in terms of knowledge about how we can take better care of our pets, what to look for, who do we reach out to. Sometimes it's even a matter of what is a proper diet. I mean, we run the whole gamut of care for your pets, and it is always an honor to be able to talk to you, uh, listen to your, your concerns. Many of you have um, actual questions, and that's what this show is for. So I'm going to really um, invite you to join us and get into the board and um, get in our queue, and we will take your your comments and your phone call. We've had some wonderful discussions over the years, things that you have all exposed me to that I wasn't necessarily aware of. And I pride myself on being on top of things, but I do learn from from my pet parents. So please feel free to give me a call at 860-522-9888. Four two or WTIC, and we will be happy to have those conversations. So if you're not stuck in traffic or you're not stuck in the rain, we know that, um, and some of you may be shopping for the, the, the most uh, recent uh, or upcoming holiday, and that is Halloween. And we always try to bring some insight into what our pets are thinking about during Halloween you know, and it can be a barrel last for people, you know, who just love to dress up in their costumes and party. There are a lot of parties, especially when it's uh, so close to a weekend. But most pets really aren't really quite fond of this holiday as much as people are. You know, that doorbell rings way too often, and it's usually accompanied by loud children. Fearful pets can run outside to escape the stress and the parties that we people do tend to be uh, having are high-energy, uh, noisy affairs. And I can say that as um, I am an individual that I used to have a Halloween party for the kids in the neighborhood. The kids had a blast. Um, but we would always put our dog in his crate 
and put our cat in a, in a room to herself so that we never, ever had to worry about any of them uh, going getting far away. And my dog actually does have anxiety, so we would leave a little soft music in the room as well. But with all these spooky happenings, you know, even the bravest of pet soul, souls can find Halloween a little bit frightening. So let's keep in mind their peace of mind, their health and safety, you know, when planning for this holiday. And that's why I thought this was very appropriate. Um, we've got about 10 days out. And I think those of you that have pets, uh, cats and dogs that do have chronic illnesses, like uh, intestinal issues, you know, some of you have pets that have inflammatory bowel disease or they have separation anxiety, heart conditions, even potential uh, epilepsy dogs that do and cats that have seizures and epilepsies just kind of know that you have to do a little bit extra to try to keep them safe and and fear as fearless as possible. Uh, so sp- go ahead and speak with your veterinarian. Call the office this week. Do me a favor. Let's do it this week before Halloween. If you, especially if you have big plans and you know your pet is sensitive to, to the changes in the environment. One of the things we will, uh, I mentioned again a couple weeks back, trying to get you prepared if you're thinking about costumes. So we'll address that a little bit later in the show. Costumes for your pets, that is. But things that is pretty much universal for all of us that have pets and we're very concerned about their safety during this holiday. Uh, you know, during the trick-or-treating of, or the parties, you know, pets, they do get frightened and they can bolt out that open door. And that is really a high risk of getting hit by a car or even loss. I believe it is um, the second holiday after 4th of July where pet shelters are the busiest because of dogs and cats that run away. It's often best, as I did with my own, is to create the nervous or hyper dogs and cats and, uh, or keep the cats in a closed room with their litter box, you know, with food and water. And let the trick-or-treaters and the party goers come and go, ring the bell all they want, but they're safe. So if the activity really makes your pets upset, again, reach out to your veterinarian and ask him or her whether you think uh, they think a sedative would be helpful. We kind of know that anxiety part of it. You know, we I think um, being aware of the anxiety that some pets are going through, veterinarians, I would say, over the last decade are really more in tune to this than ever before. I think it's a combination of people adopting older pets that kind of come with them, uh, come to their home with anxieties. But it is really on our radar. Even uh, I'll even see talk to pet parents about their dogs or cats that really have anxiety when, when it's time for us to clip their nails. So talk to, talk, talk to us and we can help you. And again, outdoor cats, safe inside and just keep them inside. Don't, well, you know, I'm a fan of just keeping all cats indoors, but I know that's not always possible. But on this time of Halloween for the next two or three nights before on Halloween and that weekend before, I know it will get busy. Poisoning, that's a major concern for Halloween. Generally, cats aren't that interested in candy, but dogs are. And they are very quick to get sick and sometimes enough to go to the emergency room. And as you know, chocolate, it may be something that, oh, yeah, we know about chocolate. But again, it's the reminder. Don't leave it in an area or a level where they can get it. Put it up high. Put it in your cabinets. 
And the other thing I want you to be aware of is the, the candy, the gum. Some people give out packs of sugarless gum. And what does that have in it? That's that xylitol. And that can really lead to some potential problems, hospitalization, liver, liver disease, and, and even death. And so we and remind the children or grandchildren not to give any candy to the dog. I think it's very sweet of them to want to share, but tell them no, that's not the case. Pets, um, also, when it comes to cupcakes and those candies, be careful with the wrappers because the wrappers will still go after and they can um, irritate the intestinal lining. And depending how big certain wrappers are and how small the dog's intestinal tract is, you can have potential blockage. Some of you like to go ahead and trick-or-treat with your dog. And if you're going to do that, you know, consider the reflective gear. You know, sometimes it can just be on the collar, on your leash, but remember, anything that has that reflectiveness, because, again, you're so busy watching the children, and if you bring your dog with you, that can be very helpful in terms of being aware of where they are. Remember that costumes can be very um, scary. Human costumes now can be very scary, and the dogs get more and more fearful, and it could result in dogs wanting to bite sometimes. Uh, remember when we discovered um, the changes in behavior of our pets when we all started to wear masks, March 2020, uh, with COVID, it was so new for them that I had a lot of our dogs in particular. Cats got a little scared too, but dogs in particular did not know how to handle their owners or even neighbors next door wearing masks. So what? And that's just a facial mask, even though you can see their your eyes and. So remember that if you're going outdoors with your pets, to see a, a mask on a person and costume on a parent could be offsetting. I, I think it's always best to leave them home, but that's a decision I, I always allow people to make on their own. And the last thing I wanted to mention about being careful are with candles, jack-o'-lanterns. As you know, they are a fire hazard. You know, and that's whether you have pets or not, so you need to be careful. I have become a fan of the battery-operated candles. Some of them even flicker like they're real, and why not just be safe? Strobe lights can also be loud. Those moving decorations, you know, sometimes you come to a person's home, you step on a mat, and it makes a frightening noise. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that's like to a dog that's not very calm to begin with? And that can cause your pets to bolt. So, Again, all these things to a little bit be aware of. And, of course, the plastic spiders, you know, the fake cobweb, so many potential choking hazards. So just be careful. And, again, you know, we want to have a fun holiday, a safe holiday that does not include having to go ahead and visit the emergency hospital. So let's be safe out there. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break right now, but then I'll come back. Remember, you can give us a call. I'll be happy that I'm going to be here for another 45 minutes, and we will answer your calls. It'll be great talking with you. So come on back for more Veterinary Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat till the neighbor's going to die of fright. It's our town. Everybody scream in this town of Halloween. Oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully you were here from the beginning of the show because we talked about how to keep our pets during this scary time uh, of Halloween. Again, a holiday that most people 
enjoy it you know you don't have to worry about buying presents you don't have to worry about cooking a big meal you know it's an easy halloween but again with our pets we want to keep them safe so welcome back and thank you for joining us i'm dr andrea dennis from the bloomfield animal hospital here on saturdays from one to two alternating saturdays with Lori fast who um, will answer your training questions. And um, sometimes there is a really, training is is one aspect um, that is kind of really kind of very narrow, but behavior and health can sometimes really be tied in together. And so sometimes if your pet is doing something that's unusual behaviorally, a lot of times we um, sometimes will ask that you do blood work, sometimes uh, urinaries, especially inappropriate urinating and defecating. Uh, we, we, we like to start with the medical aspect too. So there really is a crossover here. But um, again, please feel, feel free to give us a call. And uh, we have an empty, uh, we have a full, uh, an empty board. So you if you call, you'll get right in. So give me a call at 860-522. That's 522-9842 or 522-WTIC. I use all my senses. As a doctor of veterinary medicine, I use my eyes, I use my ears when I'm listening, obviously with a stethoscope or sometimes just listening to the way one of my patients will breathe. But sometimes to the disgust of my uh, veterinary technicians, um, I use my nose. I use my sense of smell because there are so many things that will come through using that sense. I have caught infections that owners didn't necessarily see at home or feel that there was a problem. But using your sense of smell can lead to um, protecting them. So sometimes people say, well, they will come to me and, you know, maybe for their annual visit and they'll describe, you know, but I'm getting more of a doggy odor than ever before. I never remember doing this and I've given my dog or even sometimes a cat Cats don't get baths on a regular basis, but you will notice odors with that. But after bathing, it's like it's good for a day, and then it seems to come back. And it's important to recognize that dog odors have many sources, both natural and unnatural. Some of the natural dog odors that I, I think um, you have to be aware of is that dogs naturally produce these secretions that enable other dogs to recognize them by smell. As dogs and as individuals, unfortunately, people do not always appreciate, <laughs> you know, we don't always enjoy these smells, but some of them are natural. And that's kind of the, how do you determine which is natural, which is an, um, not an overabundance, and which is acceptable. And natural dog odors are m- most prominent near the anal area, the ears, and around the foot pads. The sick. The, and, but those are also the same areas where I see a lot of infections. So, so that's, again, bring this to attention to your veterinarian, and we will check that out. When we talk about uh, licking a lot at the anal area, sometimes shaking the he- head, that's where the ears are, just licking around the foot pads. You know, many times we've talked here about allergies. and But some of the itchiness is not just the allergies, it's also yeast, and we have to take care of the yeast as well. And there are products that we can use to get rid of this overabundance of yeast and sometimes bacteria. Skin glands. Dogs do not produce sweat to cool off, and many of you know that. However, dogs do have some um, sweat glands called apocrine glands, and those are usually associated with with their hair. It's associated with their um, 
their hair follicles, they produce pheromones, and it's a way of communicating with other dogs. And dogs also have another type of sweat glands called eccrine glands on the pads of their paws and on their noses, which help them keep those areas moist and functioning pretty properly. On the paw pads themselves, there are the microorganisms that we talked about, some bacteria that and some yeast that is normal. But it and some people feel like, oh yeah, my dog's feet smells like Fritos or cheese puffs. And again, it's trying to determine what is a normal amount and what is excessive. I will find that um, my sometimes when some of our patients are nervous, they they sweat a little bit. But we can tell because on the tables that we use, you can see their paw prints uh, kind of where they've been standing because they sweat right there because they're a little nervous and we do everything to try to calm them down. But it, it's it's kind of cute. You know, they kind of hold it inside, but that's where they sweat from, from their from their paws and their pads uh, on the bottom of their paws. Uh, dogs also have numerous glands um, in con- inside those ear canals. And that's why it is important. I, I want you to talk to your veterinarian about cleaning ears properly. But that, And I, again, when I'm doing my examination, I just kind of gently have my nose. I lift up their pinna or the ear, the ear flaps to take a nice smell inside. And I can usually determine before I even look inside the ears whether there's something that is abnormally wrong and needs to have, have treatment. The big one that most people are like, oh, I didn't know this, uh, both for dogs and cats, they have um, two scent glands called the anal sacs. And that, that communicates with the surface of the skin by these, have these little, little ducts. And many times there is a natural secretion every, from these little, these little sacs that comes out every time they have a bowel movement and they just kind of um, pass that along. But that's one reason why dogs kind of sniff under each other's tail. It's not because of um, fecal material as it is this anal sac. Communicate, it's a communication manner um, with the, the fluid that's produced in these anal sacs. So, um, and these can sometimes become uh, infected. Sometimes I have found tumors in these anal sacs. And you will sometimes have your pets will kind of, including cats, they will sometimes sit pretty quickly and scoot across the floor. And again, it's a symptom that you want to tell your veterinarian about, and we will go ahead and check those anal sacs. I try to do it every during every exam. And I have some dogs, especially with chronic allergies, they have to we have to worry about their anal sacs um, quite frequently. And, some, and they can get infected. They can be purulent, which means there's pus in there and they need antibiotics. And on a rare occasion, the anal sacs become such a problem that they um, have to be removed. They have to be sur- surgically removed. So it's um, an organ we don't only really worry about in, in the human world, uh, but in animal medicine, we, we absolutely have to. And then, of course, another source of odor is those dogs that just like to roll and mark themselves in animal products, I'll say, which is a kind way of wording it, um, in their environment. Um, I see many um, rabbit droppings tend to be one of the most favorites. But again, that's another way of communicating. They gen uh, with other pack animals in the pack. This goes back to your ancestors, the wolves as ancestors, 
But you, some of you do have dogs that like to roll and like to rub in constantly. Try to avoid that if you can. And then beyond our control, but quite common during this time of year, I have a lot of my guys get in, uh, in danger with skunks. And we have a great on our website, which is BloomfieldAnimalHospitalCT.com. We have a nice little recipe about how to get rid of a skunk odor when your pets have been skunked. And just to finish up before we go to news, I've got another 60 seconds here. I find also an odor is poor grooming. Really get in the habit of, especially if you have a pet that has long hair, get in the habit of combing and brushing them on a regular basis. You're really going to help reduce a lot of those odors. Some many skin diseases, again, referring to allergies most commonly, we have hyper, um, too many bacteria. Let me put it that way. I'll use the easier way. Seborrhea, just like in people, something called malassezia. Dermatitis can also occur. Ear infections, those can be in, uh, in, uh, in taken care of very, very quickly with the right types of medication. Sometimes you do have to treat. And a, a phenomenon that has happened in me- ear treatment medication is we have a couple that we can give and it lasts for 40 days and you don't have to touch the dog's ear. So that's something to talk to you about your veterinarian as well. And, um, and again, proper diet. I think that's very, very key. So we're going to leave it here and uh, take our news break, but then feel free and we welcome you to come back for more Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Can you not picture Michael Jackson doing this song? Kevin, you must have seen this thriller, right? Um, That is so... That is like one of the best Halloween songs going. Um, I remember, and and, and no, Kevin, you're too young for this, um, but I remember seeing the Thriller uh, video um, in some window, some store window in in New York City when it first came out, and the people around New York City were just packed around the window watching this thing. It was like so phenomenal. So, uh, well, well, welcome back. Yes, this is radio, but I am not a, a, a pop music uh announcer i am really here to to talk to you about your pets 
I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And we encourage you to call. We've got some nice open phone lines for you. So I'd love to have you uh, talk to us about some of your concerns about your pets and share uh, what's going on. Also, I just want to mention a couple of candies uh, that I'd like you to stay away from. You know, we did talk about xylitol, which can be in candy, uh, but it's a lot of times more that sugarless bubble gum that people give out or sugarless gum in general. And, and again, that's xylitol. But chocolate cover raisins, I really don't like to have around the house either. Um, I don't like chocolate covered raisins. I think that, again, what is a raisin? But it's a, you know, dried grape. And grapes are potentially toxic, especially to the kidneys uh, for dogs. So it's kind of stay away from that. And I um, i don't know why. It, maybe it just goes back to my childhood. But I tend to have, um, I like lollipops, you know, just to be able to, I don't know, some little, sometimes it releases my stress. Uh, I don't smoke. I don't want to drink. You know, so I, I use lollipops. But lollipops, those sticks that can sometimes be really problematic. Because of the fact that um, they eat the candy, but then the sticks uh, can get lodged um, in their intestinal tract. And I know I'm going off on a tangent, but then after that, what can happen too, um, I just want to remind you that acorns are starting to really drop. Every time I hear them hitting my car, depending on where I'm parked, acorns are really a very common um, item that gets obstructed in dogs' intestinal tracts. So please don't allow your dogs to eat uh, acorns off the ground, So, if at all possible. So one of the things, too, that I... We've got... Now we got a couple of people. Okay. One of the things that I do want people to understand is the fact that we have... Uh, when our pets are have something that seems to be wrong with their eyes... That is really critical. Um, and most of the things, the eyes, they tell us so much. Um, I talked about using my sense of smell. When I look in the pet's eyes, I think that either we, you can tell, are they nice and white? Are they nice and clear? What's going on with that aspect of things? Um, I think the other thing is that you want to do is um, make sure that the white of the eye is not yellow. And can your pets see okay? Because then there's... Many times, because they use their sense of smell and their sense of hearing, a lot of dogs and cats can lose their sight or be losing their sight, and owners don't necessarily are not necessarily aware. But what we want to do is what kind of things can cause blindness with the eyes? And obviously, I think the most common thing people know is something called cataracts. And the cataracts are a cloudiness, particularly in the lens. And that can lead to blindness. I've had people come in that have said, you know, I think my dog may be not seeing well or my cat. We look at, cat, see if I see a cataract, and especially if it seems like it's happened pretty quickly, then what I worry about is what's causing that cataract. Is it just a genetic item or is it something that like diabetes? And we've had um, two patients that we diagnosed with diabetes this week. Uh, neither one of them had cataracts, but I have had that specific case happen. Also very, very serious is a condition called glaucoma. People have this, just like people have cataracts, uh, but glaucoma is something that it's an issue where the pressure in the eye is increased. And in a healthy eye, the volume of fluid that goes in and out of your eye, there's a nice balance that happens. But in glaucoma, there's a problem draining that fluid that causes the eye pressure to rise. And that can happen very quickly. 
it can be very painful for the patient and it causes loss of sight. Primary glaucoma results usually from genetics, while secondary glaucoma, like I mentioned before, can tend to happen from something called uveitis or eye tumors or even sometimes the lens luxation, the lens can move. Another common thing that we have what will be having to do with um, retinal detachment, where the retina kind of detaches from the back of the eye. People also have this as well. And I also have something called progressive retinal atrophy or sudden retinal degeneration. These are things that can happen quite, quite quickly. And you want to make sure that you have your your patient, your your dog, your cat seen by the veterinarian. And the last thing I'll say about the eyes is that we can see sometimes corneal diseases where the cornea um, can have ulcers, scratches, and I always consider those emergencies. So let's see if we can get my phone lined up and because uh, we have a few calls here that we want to take. So we'll take a quick break. I'll talk with Kevin and we'll, we'll get it all straightened out. We'll be right back with more Pet Talk, WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. This is our Halloween show. This is our last show until Halloween comes on. Um, I know I, I Mitchell was on and then he's gone, but I do want to just address um, one of his the topic. And I think he was calling about his cat's um, anal sacs. I think what we'll do is, you know, cats do have anal sacs and a lot of people don't realize that. It's rare that I ever have to surgically remove them. And one of the key behaviors, this is one of those conditions, and I'm just going to try one more time and see if I, I've got him. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm, I'm driving the rain. I'm, I'm really happy to be able to get through to you finally. Sure, sure. Um, Thanks, Mitchell. Uh, I have two eight-year-old uh, cats. They're sister, or litter mates, and uh, one of them had her uh, anal glands expressed uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it seemed to work pretty well, but unfortunately, I had to have surgery, and I was out of work for about 10 months, and I have overfed both of them, and they have uh, uh, become obese, to oh, say the least. Okay. And and the one who had her anal glands expressed, she can't get to her area to clean it, right. so I have to do it manually. Right. And and it's uh, it's obviously a, it's traumatic for both of us when that happens, but I didn't know if... Uh, should I, I just use like hot water and a towel to clean her um, because there is a smell coming from her because she can't clean it. Yeah. And she's very frustrated and I, 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 it's my own fault for overfeeding her. So I don't know if there's some other kind of uh, way to clean her that's not quite as, um, mm. you know, traumatic for, for us. Yeah, I wish there were. I What I like to do, though, Joe, I mean, Joe, I'm sorry, Mitchell, is to kind of do it in two separate um, segments. I, usually, I like cotton ball warm water not hot hot but warm and just kind of rub right. the area and soften it up don't really work hard at it just soften it up and if you can get back to her in another in a half hour and then really try to break down whatever's crusty um, just the warm water will help kind of like soften um, anything that's stuck to her and it's also going to even relax those anal the anal sac, not just so much the sacs, but it's a little tunnel. They have a little pipe that, you know, this fluid comes out of. 
The other uh-huh. thing that can be helpful, and I would talk to your, the veterinarian that saw her last about, about possibly adding a little canned pumpkin to the food. Because if we... Bo- a little what? Can, canned pumpkin? Pumpkin, yeah. But I want okay. you to talk to your veterinarian first. I don't want to give advice for in, on that specific area unless I've been sure. seen. But I bet they'll say, yeah, and they'll give you uh, an amount to give. And what you're doing is you're adding fiber to the diet low and it's low calorie and you're adding this fiber to the diet and that so the stool's going to be bigger and when the stool passes and it's bigger it will help stimulate those anal sacs to empty properly and empty on their own um if again if you can't get them if they need to be expressed some cats when you know to tell whether they have an anal sac issue whether there's a smell there or not is sometimes when they'll miss the litter box they'll they'll have a bowel movement right outside of the litter box because it's so painful they associate the litter box with it being painful when they try to have a bowel movement but got I got it okay yeah. so you've got two issues we've got one we got and sometimes clipping the fur around that tail area will make it a little bit easier so she can get to the right spot but yeah you're going to be like her mother and try to you know, just keep that area clean. If it looks red and puckered, I will sometimes recommend a little hydrocortisone cream, a little um, like okay. cord aid, and that will help settle down some of that inflammation. Okay. Yeah, she, she seems to be doing okay. I okay. mean, she'll sit down and she'll sit down and open her legs up just like to air it out almost at times, <laughs> it seems like. But, but she can't get to it. But I, I like the canned pumpkins because it's very seasonal also. It would be, but please just do me a favor and call. They'll, they'll answer the question and say, you know, again, since they saw her and they know that the anal sacs were an issue and that you just haven't been able to get in, you know, because of some things happening personally with you. Um, and they'll give okay. you a, a nice amount what to do. And a lot of people have found that to be quite helpful. Great. Well, listen, I really appreciate it. And I'm really glad I got a chance to talk to you. <laughs> Me too. We worked hard at this, didn't we? <laughs> we, we, we did. Thanks again. Thanks for your patience. Bye-bye now. Good luck. Bye. But yeah, thank you. I'm so glad he got through. That was, um, uh, like I said, a lot of hard work. But um, yeah, and, I, and the main point I want people to, to leave with with cats and anal sex that yes, they can potentially be a problem. And sometimes, you know, people will like, I've had cats where people want to give them up. They said, listen, he's going outside the litter box. I can't have this. They're having bum with a urinate in the box, but not outside the box. And sometimes I just bring them in. Let me check the anal sex out. We, we do an exam. Many times they're infected. Many times they just have to be really completely emptied. And we do that on our end and, and everything is back, back to normal. So, all right, I'm going to see if I can get through to my next caller. Hey, Joe, am I coming through with you? Ah, oh, good. Yes, Robert. Hey, it's rainy outside another Saturday. How come we have all this gloominess? There you go. Uh-huh. Three quick things. Yeah. I want to tell uh, people on the radio, man, listen to the doctor about two weeks ago or four weeks ago. He says about the flea and tick medication, even the colder weather. Yes. Weather. Mm-hmm. In December, the two, oh, this is years ago. I, fe- I was in December. I was hiking and I fell. That night, I had four or five ticks on my shoulder. Mm. I took them off. I had them examined. At least two are positive for Lyme. Uh, this was so in December? Flea and tick medication. This was in, in December. December. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for backing me, me up me. on that. Uh, on me. And two, and two are positive for Lyme, mm-hmm. and they bit me. I got them off at time. Another thing, too, I had a golden retriever years ago. He had an anal problem once. This dog would eat anything. I used to feed him lettuce. Yeah. And he never had a problem after that. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Another quick thing, too. I don't know if you know her, if you've heard her. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's, it's, it's a caution. I know Benadryl, supposedly the gel caps. Yeah. Supposedly they have xylitol in them. Oh, I, I don't. I think it depends, but I don't know. You mean, you're saying the outside capsule part of it? Or yes, what's the, inside? Cap, the, the gel caps. The gel okay. caps? Yeah, I don't know. I heard there's xylitol in them now. And also, xylitol is also known by birch sugar. You, probably, you know you know that, yes, right? Yes, yes, I do. And I, yeah, I do. But but that's what I heard. I heard the gel caps have xylitol. Okay. Well, so just in case. Well, I think, again, for people to um, read labels, um, whenever I buy, and I think some, mm. I think, I can't remember if it was CVS or some Walmart, somebody was going to take all their cold medicine, some of their cold medicine off the shelves because some doctors are saying they're not helping. But regardless, and I digress on that, but um, read the labels. And especially if you're looking at possibly using a human product, on pets mm. uh let, let let's read the labels but um just to to make sure everybody knows that xylitol is begins with an x x y l i t o l xylitol t-o-l i'm sorry yeah x y l i t i o l that so there aren't many things on a label that begin with an x so anything that looks sugarless or it says like again it must be a sugarless gel cap Look and see if you find the xylitol. So thank you for bringing those um, things the, the to the light. Well, they have. Well, I mean, we're just a little horror dog. You know, I guess it depends how much they weigh and everything, right? The xylitol? Yeah, we're just a, like, you know, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like, it, they don't need really. much at all. Yeah, it's a very, very small amount. I, I had a cocker spaniel just eat two pieces of sugarless gum, and his liver enzymes were off the chart. Um, luckily, the owner saw wow. the wrapper. Um, they knew how much was left, um, so it it does not take a lot. I would, and again, it it's xylitol. It, it um, it's not like chocolate where we kind of have like those levels that dark chocolate is so much more poisonous than milk chocolate. Yeah, you know, but xylitol it does not take much at all. So yeah, I just try not to have it in the house. Okay. Okay. Very all right. good. Well, thank, thank you. you thank you. You have a thank good weekend. You. Be safe. I will. Bye-bye now. Well, I think we got our phones working now, but now it's almost the end of the show. <laughs> so, but that's okay. Hopefully you learned a little bit. You know, Joe always brings a couple of things that I didn't think about to light. And, you know, again, we I definitely um, appreciate all that is that's being done from the listener point of view. Um, I wish I had sometimes more time, especially on Saturdays. But uh, just to kind of finish up here i i do want to make sure i thank individuals like kevin that i just had working just so hard with the phone so thank you for getting those going kevin and for producing a wonderful show and to justin levine who does a great job um with the music very timely you know the, these young folks have their their um what do you call them their playlists and i'm not that well organized so hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of the music a little bit of the show but before i go i promised those of you that really, really want to put a Halloween costume on your pet, I want you to consider these safety um, aspects of doing it. And you can probably tell my tone. I'm not a huge fan um, because I have seen some problems. But I, again, your life with your pet, as long as you're responsible and as long as you keep things fun and safe, 
So one of the things, first of all, you want to make sure you have a proper fit of the costume. A very common problem with these costumes is that they're often sold as one size fits most. And that's not the case. A small dog is so much different than a large breed. A teacup poodle certainly is not going to be even the same size as a Lhasa Apsa. So just make sure, be sure to measure your pet and compare it with the measurements on the costume. And once the costume is on, be sure to closely watch their body language. If they don't move, if they just kind of stand there, you know that's not going to work. And if they seem uncomfortable, they're scratching at the neck, they're shaking their head, just take the costume off and consider, you know, maybe a bandana. I love the bow ties. Uh, I am seeing so many colorful orange um, bow ties coming in on my pets, um, my patients, which I consider my pets too. But um, So there are alternatives. Make sure there's full mobility so that when they're walking, they're not going to like catch their paw in the back leg. We talked about the eyes and some of the things that we that do cause blindness. Make sure if you're going to wear, have them wear a face mask of some kind, ensure that the, their vision isn't limited because that will really reduce how they're feeling. We have also seen some allergic reactions to costumes where their skin gets red and irritated. So you know, don't wait if you're going to do it on October 31st. Have a trial run. Make sure that's happened. I, I find the thing that they fight the most is anything like um, devil's ears or anything that goes on like a headband. And make sure that there's nothing attached that can become a choking item. That I absolutely, there would be no excuse if your pet eats something on a costume that gets stuck in their intestine. And now we're talking about surgery potentially and uh, that we just don't want to go there. And make sure they don't get stressed. So promise me you'll all have fun with this holiday. It's been a pleasure to be here, and we will we'll see you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.